Welcome to the Saints and Savages podcast, where a bunch of us guys just sit around and talk about anything and everything interesting, from top news stories to politics, technology, and of course our faith. I'm one of your hosts, the Savage Blackbeard Mike. Joining me as always, the Savage Viking Brian. Brian, you want to say hi? What's going on, everybody? How you doing? Welcome back. Uh, hopefully we got some uh, interesting stuff for you today. Yeah. Well, if without further ado, um, make sure you guys uh, hit that hit that subscribe button, like uh, give us a thumbs up, smash that like button, and yeah, let's jump into it. I mean, we got a couple good... Uh, Dude, what is there not to talk about? I mean, it's stuff writes itself. Every day, man, <laughs> things just keep popping up, and you just like... I, I you just can't get even weirder, man, but I, it just, it does, dude. I feel like I'm getting inundated, actually. It's like, I, I'm reading so much <laughs> stuff, I'm just like, good grief. Like, I don't even want to read anymore. By Friday, I'm like, usually I'm listening to podcasts, I'm listening to... Uh, different, you know, uh, information, radio sources, books. Or by Friday, I'm just like completely wiped. It's like I yeah. just go, I just turn on the radio. And I'm just like, <sighs> well, like, like on Monday, you're like, man, this story just broke. And it's like, dude, this is gonna be the story of the week, man. But then, like by Wednesday, you're like, holy crap, this is the story of the week. And then Thursday's like, oh man. By Friday, like that Monday story is not even relevant anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, speaking so. of which, you know, we we are actually thinking about doing some extra shows, so yeah. uh, we might do a, a Friday show. Um, we are still waiting for some of you out there to give us some ideas of what you might want to hear us to talk about. So we're just going to keep talking about what we like. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, and we appreciate all the comments we, we've gotten so yeah. far. I know we got a couple comments about, you know, talking about, you know, how, how to actually grow food instead of talking about our little rant about GMOs and <laughs> heirloom varieties. Uh, so we appreciate that. And of course we'll get into it, um, more as, as the channel grows. Um, I mean, as if you guys have been paying attention to our channel, I mean, we've talked about how we, we want to get like a couple farms and stuff like that and, you know, hopefully homestead and grow and stuff. So hopefully we'll be able to bring uh, some of that uh, content to you guys live, you know, and actually record it. But um, it's kind of hard to talk about how to grow tomatoes on a podcast. You just feel like <laughs> plant the seed and yeah, <laughs> water. It. It's exciting stuff. <laughs> thrilling. <you know? laughs> so, you know, there's difficulties that come with that, but yeah, we'll, we'll definitely want to, touch on those topics but um why don't we jump into uh this week's news um if you guys have been following um uh uncle joe he's uh recently came out with a, a new um what would you say directive on uh yeah. against the second amendment yeah it's uh yeah it's uh what uh, executive direction executive. it's not even an order it's I not think. even an order yeah yeah and I, I guess he doesn't know that he can't make law uh, much like any other president who's ever passed an executive order, that's like, it's not a law. Yeah. Which, you know, to me, it always irritates me because Congress <laughs> just allows this to happen, right? Regardless if it's Republican or Democrat, I think I think it's completely wrong no matter who the president is, mm -hmm. right? I don't care if it's Republican or Democrat. You can say executive order all you want. You don't have the power to do that. You yep. know, it's like Congress could sit there and go, nope, F you, you know, <laughs> which they should. Yeah, they definitely know. should, man. You know, I, I mean, well, the Democrats do it all the time, the Republicans, but, yeah. you know, the Republicans will always acquiesce to the Democrats every single time and sit there and go, oh, we'll give you whatever you want. So, but in this case, uh, Biden, um, if you guys haven't heard, um, he is, uh, this is actually comes from the blaze. Um, and it says, uh, to combat crime, Biden plans to bypass Congress to restrict Americans from building their own guns. Wow. And what is he, what is he talking about building your own guns though? Um, well, a lot of people, if you're into the gun community, uh, a lot of pe people know, they, they know about 80% lowers. Mm -hmm. Um, so basically it's like you get a billet and this piece of metal that's 80% completed. And then what you do is you have basically this machine, which is kind of like a 3d printer in a sense. Mm. Um, what's the other term for it? Um, 
what's that one where like CNC machine? CNC, yeah. yeah. And what it does is it completes the other 20%. Okay? Right. Um, well, what's getting into this is Biden is basically saying that, you know, people can't make your own guns um, because one, they don't have any um, serial numbers. Mm. So if you commit a crime with them, how are we going to be able to trace it? Mm-hmm. The only problem is he forgets that people have been allowed to make their own weapons since the beginning of this country. Since like the dawn of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, it, it, he, he gave a speech on, uh, on the White House grounds. and uh, oh, it was it horrible, was, man. Oh, it was absolutely terrible. Um, but um, yeah, so he didn't know that it's, it's already illegal to make or possess a gun in the United States that is not detectable because that was one of his biggest things was saying, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, well, these guns are undetectable. No, it's already illegal to make a gun that's undetectable. Um, it's aptly called the Undetectable Firearms Act of 1988. Oh, really? <laughs> I didn't know that. Well, ne- apparently neither did his speechwriters or whoever wow. put this thing together. They're just like, yeah, you know what? This sounds like great. Let's just throw this out, you know? Um, but it's another, it's another, you know, knee jerk reaction, mm-hmm. you know, to, to anything that happens in, in, in the world. Um, so the idea of ghost guns, which is, you know, a colloquial term that they like to use all the time, ghost guns, which are just, you know, kind of like, you know, uh, 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 what is it? Um, um, uh, my brain farting, but, um, not machine guns, but, um, what's the term they use? You're just gonna let me hang, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you guys did to me. I'm not the hell with you whatsoever. Yeah. So, uh, uh, you mean like bump stocks and stuff like that? No, 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 no. The type of gun, like, you know, sem- full semi, oh, uh, semi-auto, full auto and all that yeah, stuff. Well, yeah. Assault rifle, assault right? rifle, which means nothing. Okay. Yeah. So the ghost gun is just another term, which means nothing, you know, right. but what they're trying to say is the idea of a ghost gun and really what it refers to is a firearm that, is homemade, manufactured at home, are required to have serial numbers. It's legal for someone in the United States to manufacture their own firearm for their own personal use. They can't sell them or give them away without obtaining a license first, a mm-hmm. manufacturer's license. But you can make your own firearms. Yeah, and I think um, the reason the uh, 80% lowers, um, and that's for rifles and for handguns, uh, the way they came about is because, you know, people were fed up with all these ATF rules about, you know, and these state laws are like, oh, you can't you can't own a firearm. Right. It's like, well, to circumvent that, you know, we're going to build our own. Uh-huh. So they, you know, they I think they they researched and all that kind of stuff to see, you know, how far they could pre-build, you know, the firearm and then, you know, make it as easy as possible for the everyday person to be able to, you know, just finish it with, you know, your everyday tool. Like, I think. All you really need is um, a handrail. You could actually even do it with a handrail. Well, the whole idea now is what, you know, if, um, what do they refer to as a firearm, right? right? So if, let's just say you're completely new to guns, you know, you don't know anything about them and you just think that, let's just say a pistol, for example, right? Mm-hmm. The whole thing is a gun. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you remove the top part, which is called the slide and you remove that top part, that is just a slide. That is not a gun, right? It is completely useless without the bottom part. Right. Okay. Um, and the new form of guns now is going, um, modular style. So like the SIG P3, P320 really kicked this off. Um, mm-hmm. I think back in like 2012, 2013. And what it is, is basically you have your, your slide, you have your hand grip and inside the hand grip, you have the trigger, uh, grouping Tr- trigger assembly. Yep. You can remove that trigger assembly. That trigger assembly is the only part of the entire weapon that's serialized because that is what the ATF considered a gun. Mm-hmm. Again, another federal agency that has absolutely no constitutional right to make laws is making rules sitting there saying, well, this is what needs to be done, or this is not what needs to be done, or it's, it's a complete farce, you right. know, and any, and, and mo- uh, 
all people in the gun industry hate the the ATF. ATF. Yeah, yeah. They are they are completely waste of time. It's it's absolutely worthless. Not to go down a rabbit hole, but we talk about the you know the the war on drugs, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody knows the war on drugs is worthless. It doesn't work, right? right? But the ATF is the one leading the charge in this one, right? Well, again, right. here we are. We're leading another another losing effort against guns. Okay, so that part of the gun, the trigger group or the trigger housing, that is what is considered the gun. And when you were to look at it, if you see a picture of it, it doesn't look like much. It just looks like a trigger, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, how can that be the gun? Well, it's, that's what they said it is. So we go by their definition. Now, if that trigger group can't be removed, then that whole bottom part is considered your gun. Right, right. But the whole point of 80% lowers is that you're able to mill out or drill out whatever the, the spacing for that trigger assembly mm-hmm. and then just drop that in for, like, let's say the, P, the P320, the SIG, right? Yeah. And then, then that becomes a firearm once, once, that's, once well, that's inserted. Even, even if you're, you're, a, you're a master fabricator, you could fabricate every single part of a gun mm-hmm. and make it yourself and you don't have to serialize it. Yep. There's nothing on there that you need on there as long as you build it for yourself, you don't sell it or give it away. You know, I mean, it's the biggest farce about this, you know, the this like people trying to ban the 80% lowers because they're like, well, it's not serialized. How are we going to be able to track it? I'm like, you do know that there's a pro- I think only three states in the in the whole US that actually have a firearms registry. There is no national registry for mm-hmm. firearms. But the whole point of this is to try to get a national registry for firearms, right? Because if all these 80% laws are out there, then they, they, they really have untra- untraceable weapons, which, you know, you could argue and for or against that. But, right. you know. But, but when you really think about it, you get into it. Someone who, who is buying 80% lower is actually making them for themselves, right? So mm-hmm. they actually they get the CNC machine. The printer, I forget what the name of it is. It's pretty cool. That thing's like, it's like $2,000. Yeah, yeah, I forgot what that name is. So you're telling me a criminal is going to invest $2,000, you know. On a CNC machine? (laughs) (laughs) When when on the, with their street value for a weapon that they could just purchase is like, three, four, three hundred bucks. Yeah, like 400 bucks, depending on it. (laughs) Well, let's just, let's just say high end. Let's just, let's just say they go, they go, they go Gucci (laughs) and they get a thousand dollar SIG, you know, uh, Legion. Okay. Or a, or a, or a Desert Eagle. (laughs) Yeah. can't afford the ammo, but I can afford that, that, that gun. It looks nice. Yeah. But it's like the amount of time and effort that you're going to go and invest into actually making your own weapons. A criminal's not going to do that. Yeah. They don't have the time for it. You know, that they, the, the gun is a short lived thing, right? Mm-hmm. Most of them, after they commit the crime, toss the gun. They'll toss the, the gun, weapon. Right? Yep. So, absolutely. Anyway. Um, so, uh, in this event that Biden had, this is from town hall, town hall lists the three big lies from Biden's ghost gun event, guns, ghost gun event, man. And uh, most people who listen to it, uh, even if you're just f- vaguely remember, you know, familiar with guns, you could have picked any of these out. Yeah. You, know, you could have been like, nah, I'm pretty sure that's not accurate. Mm-hmm. You know? So anyway, the first one is. Uh, and people can find this where? This, uh, is, this is, is on Town Hall. Town Hall. I think we have this here. So here, let me put the, pull yeah, it sure. up. Yeah, sure. It's called the Three Lies from Biden's Ghost, ghost Gun Event. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first one that he said was that you couldn't buy a cannon when the Second Amendment passed. <laughs> Do you know why, Mike? I'm pretty sure you probably do. Yeah. um, I remember that you could actually, like, buy a whole, like, naval ship with, like, 30, like a 32-gun naval ship. You could own a man of war. uh, A man man of war, war. yeah. (laughs) It's like, what is it, 64-gun ship or something like that? I don't know. Okay, but also, during that time, what, what was considered a weapon of mass destruction in that time? Artillery. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so when people talk about the Second Amendment, right, that they argue about it all the time, like, oh, well, could you own a, a nuclear weapon? It's a weapon of mass destruction, correct? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> well, 
of the time, the weapon of mass destruction was was the cannon, artillery, yeah, or, or a man of war, a man right? of war, man of war, right? A man of war. Uh, have you ever seen Black Sails? Yeah. Yeah, that was a great show. And you see that Spanish man of war coming to port and just levels the port. Nothing they could do. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, the only way they could have they could have fought that thing off is if they had embankments, right? They had yeah, they had a fort, cannon, yeah, which they didn't. Yeah. Okay. But even then, you're still you're talking about a moving target that is extremely accurate. Not only that, but a crew that knows exactly what the hell they're doing, right? Yeah, they can like load a, load those suckers in like a, yeah. less than like a minute. Yeah. yeah. Plus, there's there's old articles you can go find where you could buy cannons, you could buy all kinds of weapons that existed, and people also forget too. They think it's like you know the Second Amendment. Well, they meant muskets. No, they had multiple uh, uh, guns that fired multiple rounds of ammunition mm-hmm. at the time. They knew that stuff back yeah. then. They weren't dumb. They also knew this stuff was going to evolve and get better. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I mean, by the end of the what of the civil war we finally had rifling right yeah so it's like they, they knew that weapons evolved and i'm sure weapons evolved during the during the during the revolution anyways well you know and the other the other the other big lie, not in this here this here but the big lie they always like to bring up is that you know it's like well what, what do you need all of those those rounds for when you're hunting oh yeah i mean well, Biden I, will brought give that you, I will give you a thousand dollars if you can look into the constitution show me where it says hunting mm-hmm. in the second amendment Yep, it doesn't doesn't even say there's that. nothing not in the Second that. Amendment. So anyway, uh, so the second big lie: uh, gun manufacturers have have more immunity than from liability than any other American industry. Sure, which is incorrect. All right, uh, gun manufacturers get sued every year. <laughs> well, it's like it's <laughs> like all right, if if gun manufacturers should be should be held liable, then then all car manufacturers should be held liable. You know what I mean? How about all pharmaceutical companies should be held liable? Right. You know how many people people pharmaceutical companies kill every year and cars? Probably. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? But the thing is, they get sued too. But the gun manufacturing industry is not immune to to lawsuits. They get sued all the time. Um, I think uh, Remington was the last big one. They just got sued. For yeah, they got sued. But yeah. I think they won. And then they relocated well, states. And part of their suit had to do more with if I understand it correctly, so the roundabout way that they're trying to go after gun manufacturers is through insurance. Mm. And if you can go after the insurance and just get the insurance to pay out, well, the insurance company is going to sit there and go, well, we're just not going to insure you as a company. Yeah. Then you're personally liable, yeah. right? Which which sucks, you know? Which, to me, I'm like, all right, well, then you just need better laws or you need, you need better people in Congress to help support you and defend you. Mm-hmm. Because to me, insurance is, is, for the most part, a joke anyway. You know, it's like it's just a way for people to take money, you know. Um, I, I don't like, like, car insurance, you know. It's like, why I'm paying all this money. And then when you, get, when you actually get in a wreck and you call them up and you got to fix it, they always try to sit there and lowball you as much as possible. Or, in the most case, like, all snake, you know. Yeah. You have to take them to court almost every single time to sue them to get them to pay you. Yeah. Even though you've already been paying them for months. Yeah, I think years. it's like nine. What? No, yeah. Uh, nine out of every 10 uh, claims with Allstate, it's like are rejected. Wow. And it's always that one person that has to take them to court to sue them is the one that gets to, gets it to get them to pay out. But anyway. Um, but yeah, so manufacturers are not immune to lawsuits. They mm-hmm. get sued all the time, you know. But their suits tend to deal more with if I'm shooting my gun and let's say, okay, for instance, I you know, um, I may or may not have had a P. 320 but a p320 a sig p320 when they first came out had an issue with the um uh fire mechanism Mm -hmm. so you could drop it it had a ducktail you know and you could drop it at like a super precise angle and it would fire Mm. okay and 
as we know, guns aren't supposed to do that, except in the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so so <laughs> Sid got sued for it, but what did they do? They came out and they sit there and said, hey, anybody who has this pistol for free, send it in to us, right? I think they even pay for shipping and everything. Yeah. You just basically, you take it into- It's a recall. Yeah, you take it into, your, your, you take it into uh, an FFL, they ship it to them, they fix it for free, send it back to you. Not only that, but they like improved your trigger too. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it was like, okay, well, we're going to do this, but we're also, because we inconvenienced you, we're going to upgrade your trigger as well. Right. Great. Well, it's like, it's like, uh, like a recalls on cars. Like, well, there's this bolt in your steering wheel that can make it fall off while you're driving. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you remember Toyota, Toyota had the big thing with the airbags, yep. the Takashi airbags, yep. whatever that, you know, send like shrapnel into your face, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but nothing that, to look at, but that's a manufacturer's error, right? So yeah. that should be corrected. Yeah. yeah. It's recall. I mean, that, that happens with, that happens with food products, right? Sure. But it's always baked into everything. Yep. They always bake that into the cost. So they understand at some point in time they're going to be sued. So they just sit there and say, hey, it, that's that's part of our cost. If we get sued, then we'll go to court. We'll 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 pay the people out, whatever it is. And, and we'll move we'll on. Today. Yep. You know, we'll fix it. Make it a big thing. You know, no big deal. Um, remember Toyota had the other one too. I think it was. I don't, I don't mean to rag on Toyota. I love Toyota cars. I, I have a Toyota. I think they're great cars. But you remember, I think it was the Prius where it was like it, it, it was an accelerator issue. And this guy, his, his accelerator stuck down. <laughs> yeah, Prius. Yeah, <laughs> but his accelerator stuck down or something like that. And the thing is, is like, oh, he, it got stuck when yeah, it just, he, just kept going. Yeah, and and the brake wouldn't work. He, he, so got, he, he got made it all the way up to forty miles an hour. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Toyota one, they they try to always, you know, it's like, hey, let's try to let's try to redo this. Let's see if we can make this happen again, which the gun industry does too. Yeah, you yeah. know, if something causes damage, let's figure out what, what is going on. How can we recreate this? And then let's figure out what the issue is and fix it. Toyota couldn't re couldn't recreate it, <laughs> but they still recalled, recalled Priuses and fixed the problem anyway. And, and I'm not sure if it's Prius, but I, I know it was Toyota, but they fixed it anyway mm. out of their own. They were like, Hey, you know what? Let's just do it. Let's just fix this problem. Let's one just change it out. Because yeah, of yeah. one person yeah. who was probably drunk or, 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 I mean, it could happen that just that one car was, def- you know, defective or something happened. Sure, right? sure. Like, or a bottle got stuck underneath the something. whatever, you know. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, uh, let's get to the third lie. Um, so, Biden said, uh, and I quote, I got it done once, ban assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. First of all, standard issue magazines. So, Brian, what happens when you buy, a, let's say, a, an AR-15? What, what what kind of magazine comes with uh, the rifle? Ten round. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine like the <laughs> the disappointment when you open that and you, you find get, a ten round magazine? Yeah, no, you get, like you, what you the get, heck? Yeah, you get a thirty round magazine. Thirty round magazine. That's standard, standard. across industry yeah. for all rifles. It's like, it's like pistols, seventeen yeah, rounds. Exactly. You know, standard issue. Standard. So, but yeah, they, they always like to throw these new words in there to make everybody, you know, whatever. So anyway, he said, I got it done, banned assault weapons on a high capacity magazine. So what he's talking about is the, the assault weapons ban, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the Department of Justice found that the ban's impact on gun violence is likely to be small at best and perhaps too small for reliable measurements. So the whole assault weapons ban did nothing, right? Wow. But I mean, I mean, this is this is just the... This is just always a theory of the left, right? The theory of the left's the the view of the left's on gun comes stems from Hollywood and films, right? That's that's what they know about weapons. But they love making they love making these shows and movies about guns, though. Yeah, and they also love hiring people with guns to protect them, yeah. right? But it's like, but that's that's where their knowledge comes from from for weapons from Hollywood and and you know them thinking like like uh, suppressors that they're silencers right like as soon as you put a suppressor on a weapon you can't even hear it no, no, no. matter if it's like a, a 50 bmg right 
Yeah, you have to get like a subsonic ammunition, or a 300 blackout, mm-hmm. a 45 ACP, something. but 5.56, five, no. Yeah. But anyways, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like conservatives and usually right-leaning people, country folk, like their their knowledge of weapons stems from actual personal use yeah, and yeah. training and, you know, being in law enforcement or in, in the military and things like that, right? Yep. But the left, it's usually just pop culture, Hollywood movies, and that that's the extent of they never even touched a weapon before in their yeah. life because they're because they're so afraid that that just holding holding a <laughs> a nine millimeter something is yeah. gonna just and I wouldn't even necessarily life. say it's just the left too. There are people on the right who are absolutely who don't own guns. I'm, so I'm talking about like the overall yeah, majority. No, no, yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying ignorant people in general. Right? Yeah, they don't absolutely. know anything about guns. They see something in a movie. They hear what the news tells them, and then all of a sudden, guns are bad. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, you could drop a gun and it goes off. No. Oh man, what was that? Um, that uh, black uh, activist leader um, who who uh, <laughs> oh, was at the, who, uh, who was showing an AR-15 and he's like, "Look how easy it is to blow your head off," and he just like hits the buttstock on the ground and like the the yeah, it sends the bolt carrier group <laughs> and every, and everybody that actually knows about weapons are like, "What are you talking about?" That just loaded around yeah, them. It didn't idiot. shoot any. No, nothing went off. <laughs> He's like, I've seen this kill m- multiple people in the military. They just the gun no, just blows their heads. In boot camp, it's like no. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think so, man. First of all, I don't think people are running around with loaded weapons just in like the barracks and stuff. Like, look, I, I mean, I was in the military, you know, I, and and like my first my first experience of really getting to shoot was when I got out with the Marines. I, I, I've never been afraid of a man in my life. But when you get out to the range <laughs> and you've got there. some sergeant, some <laughs> some staff sergeant, hardcore devil dog marine just in your face when you F up, holy crap, dude. It, it's it's just another level. It, it, but it's taken it's taken extremely serious, right? Yeah, yeah. The whole thing is that, yes, this thing can kill you, right? Like so, we know it can kill yeah, you. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through this process. We're going to dumb it down because you're all a bunch of idiots. You know, we're going to dumb it down and we're going to teach you how to fire this weapon correctly. Right. And then we're also going to teach you all the safety stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It's like an entire day of just safety before right. you even get to fire the weapon. I mean, that, that's how it should be. Right. For exactly. any weapon. Exactly. exactly. Even, even for like knives, like, yeah. you know, we- well, safety. Oh, OK. So, you know, the, another argument is, you know, well, the Second Amendment, you know, you're allowed to you know, keep and bear arms. Yep. People are like, well, should people get trained? I think they should. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing in the document that says you have to be trained. Now, I think it's pertinent that you should because. You know, if you're going to if you're going to carry something with the power that, that even just a basic pistol has, I mean, you, yeah. you get a little Derringer, man. You yeah, put yeah. a Derringer in the back of somebody's head. You're done. You know, um, a 22, I, like I, anything. I, I think that's what what they what, what's the name killed Kennedy with. It was a little Derringer, you know. Was it a 22? I think it was a 22. Yeah, no? I think it was just a little Derringer pistol. Oh, man. Wow. Just put it in the back. But anyways, but to, it, 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 it has power that can kill. Right? right. So you should take it seriously. You should get training, which most people who own guns do. We, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've taken hundreds upon hundreds of hours of training, right. Going through all these different pistol Safety courses. courses. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then same thing with rifle and then, you know, working in some of the industries that I've been in, it's just like everything is serious to the max. And at no point in time, no matter what level you get to, do they take it any less serious? In fact, the higher up you go, the more serious it gets. Mm-hmm. Right. But then the thing is too, is like, okay, so for instance, you know, I had a friend of mine, he like, he'd sent me a text and he was like, he's like, Hey, you know, this was like during the 2020 riots and all that stuff. And right. he was just like, Hey, eh, and he's black too. He's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, Hey, uh, I need to get a gun. And I was like, really? You know? And he's never been political either, which way, you know, um, really good friend of mine. And so I was just like, I was like, well, you know, what are you looking to get? He's like, well, what, what do you recommend? And I'm like, what do you need it for? 
you know, because yeah, what's, like, what's your situation? Yeah, man? Like, you know, it's, I'm there's specific you. guns for everything. Yeah. yeah. He's like, well, I'm looking for something home, for home defense. And I was like, OK, you probably want to get a rifle, you know, mm-hmm. and he's just like a rifle. And he, like he's thinking like a pistol or a shotgun, right? But again, that just shows the ignorance, right? Like, and it's not just, and it's not. I don't want to say ignorance in a derogatory term, you know. It's, it's the it's unknown. lack of knowledge. It's the unknown. Yeah, it's just, yeah. just you just don't know that that specific. Because I think most people would think a pistol or a shotgun. Yep. You know, but the thing is, you know, if you ever use a shotgun, it's it's big, it's heavy, loud, it's slow. Yeah. Okay, and a lot of people screw it up because they short shuck it. They don't know how to. They don't know how to. Uh, uh, you know, work Full, it correctly. Yeah. And it, yeah. <laughs> You know, they fire that first round and they forget they got to sit there. They got to pump it up. They're like, oh my gosh. You know, (laughs) or they short shuck it, you know, and then now they're really screwed, right? You you know, but hopefully, hopefully your first round went off, you know, or if you listen to Joe Biden, just walk out your door and fire off a couple rounds. Gosh. Which I believe is illegal. So. It is absolutely legal. We do not endorse this whatsoever. So anyway, I I told him, I was like, hey, you should get a rifle, right? And he's like, why a rifle? And I go, first of all, I go. It's an intimidation factor if somebody sees that bad boy, mm-hmm. okay? The second thing is it's extremely accurate, mm-hmm. right? And it's much easier to use than a pistol. The reason why I say that is mm-hmm. because, right, pistol is two points of contact. Your yep. Left hand, your right hand. That's it. That's all you got, right? A rifle, you've got two points of contact with your hand, right? Or, you know, one on the pistol grip, one on the foregrip. You have it up against your shoulder, butt stuck, and then you have your cheek. You have four points of contact, Right. And a sling if you have a sling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Possibly a fifth Possibly. point of contact, right? Yep. Extremely, extremely reliable platform, stable, accurate. And depending on what you get, if you get a pistol version, you know, you can get a you can get a, a smaller barrel and that thing you can work around a house pretty easy. Oh, easily. Yeah, absolutely easy. Yeah. Um and, and then, magazine size, right? Yeah. What if it's not just one intruder in your house? What if it's multiple? Oh yeah, right. Exactly. You know? exactly. Instead, instead of like, you know, you know, uh, a magazine size for a pistol, you have 30, 30 rounds. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is like, okay, I've, I've, I've shot a lot with law enforcement agencies and I can tell you that most of them are pretty bad shots, but there's a reason mm-hmm. for that. Okay. One is they work a lot and then they just don't get enough time at the range. Jocko Willink talked about this too. He's like, you know, I, you know, I'd get these guys to come in and train and, and, you know, especially when it came specifically to hand to hand combat. He's like, these guys never been punched in the mouth before. And all of a sudden you get them on the ground and you can, you know, anybody can wrestle them down. Um, but when it came to shooting, same thing. It's like, they just don't get enough time in the range, you mm-hmm. know? And the guys that do, they have to do it really on their own time. Their own dime and money. Yeah. Yeah, and, but, but that's fine. You should, you should be practicing if you, if you own a weapon, you know, right. you should be taking it out, training with it, know how, how it functions. Yep. Fire it every so often. I'm not telling you you have to go out and, <laughs> and do a, uh, a grand thumb and fire off 3000 rounds a month or something like that. But. Yeah, man. But if you're, if you're live and other people's lives depend on, you knowing mm-hmm. how to, how to work that weapon, like you should be very proficient at working that right. weapon. Right. Well, the best, the best practice is dry fire. Right. Absolute best practice. You don't have to spend any money on this thing. firing any rounds. You just dry fire. Mm-hmm. So when you get to the pistol, right? So the other one, like I said, is like you get a, get a, get a rifle or a pistol. I told my buddy. And so he was thinking about the pistol. And so he's like, yeah, I like the pistol idea. I was like, okay. I was like, so he ended up getting two. He got, he got, uh, I think he got a shotgun. He just decided to get a shotgun on his own. I was like, okay. And then he got it's a good pistol. for the life. Right. <laughs> but, he, but he got a revolver, right? And I was oh, like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, revol- it's like a double action too. You're just like, oh, oh yeah, they're absolutely <laughs> terrible, you know. But anyway, uh, I mean, they, they they don't fail when it comes to firing. Yeah, they'll never jam. No, but you're getting six rounds. <laughs> it's like unless you're Jerry Mikulik, who can like reload in less than like half a second. 
you are you are yeah, you are six shots and done, dude. It's an outdated platform, except for certain areas where you get a little snub nose and it's a good little pocket gun. Yeah, um, like a concealed, like an ankle holster or something like that. Oh, uh, not even that, man. Put it right in your pocket. You know, um, it's it's something small. It's you know, if you got your hand in your pocket, so no one would ever tell that you have a gun in there. It's small enough, a little snub nose, a little thirty-eight yeah. special, and. Yeah, good stopping damage. power. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyway, so he got he got the pistol. So the next thing I told him, I was like, he has kids, and I was like, hey, you know what? I was like, congratulations, you're a gun owner, great. I was like, now the hard part comes. Now you got to go get training. Now you need to go fire this gun. Now you need to learn all the laws in your state. Oh man, yeah. So you know, the same thing with me. Like when I first got a gun, I'm not gonna lie. When I first got a gun, I was stupid. Right? I had a 1911. I carried it in my back. I didn't even have a holster for it. Just dumb, right? But it's in Arizona. You you. It's a it's a, a a constitutional carry state, right? So you don't have to have anything; you just carry whatever. And it, I wasn't in any situation to where I really had a you know got put into a situation where I had to you know consider ever using it. Mm-hmm. But it just dawned upon me one day. I was just like, you know, where can I take this thing? You know, right, right. You know, and so I started doing research, and you just go down this rabbit hole, and you're just like, holy crap, man! There's there's so much trouble you can get into where you can and can't go, when you can Walmart. and can't use it. it I, I mean, yeah, but it's like everybody's just like, oh, well, you know, you could just use it for defense. It depends on what state you're in. Sometimes you have to retreat. Yeah, there's a, um, what is it? Um, what, what's that? Duty, what's your duty to retreat. Duty to retreat. Yeah. And there's also like, castle doctrine, depending on what your state, you know, has. Yep. You like, like, can you imagine like you're getting attacked and you're like, in your own home. dude, like I have to freaking run away from these people in my own home or I could go to prison for the rest of my yeah, life. Exactly. I'm like, you know, who, 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 who calculates that? Right. It's yeah. like, or if I get pulled over, do I have to tell the cop I have a gun? Like in New Jersey. Did you hear about that story yeah, about that lady, lady yeah. crosses, crossed from Pennsylvania into New Jersey by accident for like, I think it was like, she was crossing one specific bridge and I think it was like a mile or two into, into New Jersey and she gets stopped mm. and she, you know, her being a good citizen is like, Oh, Hey officer, you know, just, just so you know, I have my conceal and carry. He's like, oh, okay, great. You know, please get out of the car, you know, send her to prison. Yeah. Dude. I'm like, what the fuck? Even though she had her permit for Pennsylvania, but she, because she went into New Jersey, which is a yeah, no, yeah. well, shall issue, not won't issue state. Mm-hmm. You know, she went to freaking prison because of that, dude. That's insane, dude. Shout out to all those people in Virginia and West Virginia who drive through Maryland with their guns. <laughs> 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 who, 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 when they uh, see their uh, GPS reroute them through Maryland, they're like, ah, oh, here we go. Got to run the gauntlet. <laughs> 55 miles an hour, baby. Put that on cruise control. Yep. It's like, I ain't pulling over. We're going through this, baby. Two-minute blinker before I turn to change lanes. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's a, there's all kinds of situations you can get into. Oh, So there was one time, I, I don't know if I ever told you this, I was I was in Georgia, right? And I had my carry and conceal. I got, it, I got it through the state of Georgia. You had to go through the fingerprinting and all that bull crap. You didn't do Utah's conceal and carry? Because, man, that, that like qualifies you for, I think, every no. state that has like an active. I didn't know anything about it at the time. I just oh, you're through, just like, whatever. I'm just went go. through Georgia's process, you know? And then theirs is only like two years or something like that. But anyway, so I got mine, got my carry conceal. Um, still had my 1911 at the time. I was at, I went to the gym. And so I put my gym bag in the truck when I was going home, right? My, my gym bag, I forgot. I put my wallet in there and then my guns in there as well. So as I'm driving, it's like raining and I'm driving this old Cadillac, right? And I guess there's a sheriff, he's sitting off on the side and, and I'm not speeding at all, you know, but it's raining a little bit. So what happens is, of course, when it rains, oh. is the, the lights turn on on your car, you yeah. know, automatically, you know? And so I guess one of my lights was out. So I didn't know the sheriff pulls me over, right? Immediately. I'm just like, crap. So he pulls me over. <laughs> and, and well, here's the thing, right? So when you get pulled over, what, one thing I always taught, don't be a dick, right? Yeah, yeah. You get pulled over. I roll down all my windows, even if it's raining. I don't care. There's nobody in the car with me. I roll down all my windows, put my hands up on the steering wheel, right? 
I take my key out of the ignition. I put that up on the thing and I just sit right there and I wait, you know, of course I have my, my ID, which I didn't have. And I, I was freaking out. Wallet, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he walks up and he's just like, he's like, Hey, how you doing? You know why I pulled you over? I was like, Nope. Of course I'm not going to give him any information. You yeah, know, yeah. I was like, and he's like, he's like, Hey, your front headlights out. I was like, I was like, Oh crap. And he's like, yeah. He's like, you got your driver's license and registration. I'm like, really for a headlight. I'm like, I'm like, well, here's the thing. I was like, it's in my trunk. He's like, okay. He's like, well, can we get it? And I was like, here's the other thing. It's next to my weapon. It's in my bag with my with my <laughs> pistol, right? And he's like, he's like, all right, cool, right? So we get out, yep. go to the back, open up the trunk. I go, here's the bag. He's like, okay. And I go, okay. So I was like, I'm gonna open it up. I go, the wallet's on the left side. My gun is in this front pocket right here. And he's like, okay. So he stands over on my side. I open it up. I go, here's the gun right here. He's like, okay. Didn't take it or anything. He saw it. Good to go. Pull out my wallet. Check my wallet. Goes back to his car. Comes back. Lets me go. But the thing is, is like I try to make him at ease as much as possible. Yep. But I also knew the law of Georgia, right? I, I knew that I didn't have to tell him I had a gun, mm-hmm. but I also knew I was in a, I was in a catch 22. I had to go get my wallet, which was in the bag. And he sees the gun and is like, yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> just being courteous, man. I mean, no, uh, you don't want to put somebody in this, especially a, no. a policeman. Cause I mean, they're already on edge every, every day, man. You know, they don't want to, you don't want to add to that, uh, to that frustration for them. Right. You know, to, to put them in a position where like they see a gun, they're like, what the fudge. Right. Then, then, then their whole level of tension like escalates and then things escalates from there. Right. right. I mean, that's, that's all. I, I understand that a lot of people don't want to even tell police anything and don't, if you don't have to. Um, but you know, that's, that's the right, that's the right way to approach. Well, it. remember when the cops arrest you, anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. And you better believe it. Yeah. Yeah. So be careful with that. And I'm not saying distrust cops. However, give them a lot of leniency. Be be nice to them. Be courteous. Yep. Even if they're being jerks, be courteous. You don't know what kind of day they're having. Too. Yeah, bad days all the time. Man, they could have just gone from came from like a call where they just saw like three dead bodies or something. Exactly. You just never exactly. know. Exactly. You know, or their or their or they just got shot at or, or something. the wife beats them. So yeah. Um, <laughs> so so anyway, so I, I go out tell my buddy all the stuff that you have to do and you have to be con- mm-hmm. concerned about and all the stuff. So he's just like, man, you know. I didn't know it was going to be this complicated to own a gun. I was Most like, people don't. Welcome to uh, my life, you know? So anyway, so let's get into some more stuff. So uh, I don't know if you have it on there. It's CNS News. Um, and it's, uh, what we want to talk about is how many gun laws are there? Oh, yeah. Here we go. All right. So uh, there's a study that disputes that there's a 20,000 number out there, right? So uh, I've heard Colin Noir uh, say this a lot of times. If you guys don't know who Colin Noir is, uh watches YouTube videos. The guy's like, he is, he's a lawyer. Mm-hmm. He's extremely knowledgeable at second amendment. And that's exactly what his whole channel is about guns in the second amendment. And he is a lawyer himself. He's an attorney. Yeah. He's yeah. a practicing. Well, he was a practicing attorney yeah. at it, one point, but he knows the stuff in and out. Yep. He knows the law. So, uh, he, if I remember him correctly, he said that there are roughly 300 federal laws, gun laws and 22,000 state and local laws. Mm. So when people sit there and they say, you know, we just need common sense gun reform. What more How need? many more laws do you need? Right. Yeah. What What do you need? Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> why don't we Why don't we read a little bit of this article? Here. Right. So, uh, uh, I'm going to go down a little bit where it says okay. uh, gun control advocates are trying to undermine that 20,000 gun laws argument with a new study that casts doubt on the meaning of the 20,000 number. A study from the Brookings Institute Center on Urban and Metropolitan Policy counts only 300 relevant federal and state laws regarding the manufacture, design, sale, purchase, or possession of guns. The key word is relevant. Okay. They're saying 300, not 20,000, 300. Only 300? 300 relevant. Oh. The study does not include a tally of local gun laws. In fact, the authors note that since more than 40 states preempt all all or most local gun laws, there's no such reason to include local laws in in 
a gun law tally. It's irrelevant to count the local laws that are superseded by the state laws. Well, the Constitution supersedes all of those. And what does the Constitution say? Your right shall not be infringed. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> so it's like what you know. It's like yeah, okay. Well, then if you're going to be if you're going to you're going to be that smart guy, well then the Constitution supersedes all of those, right? Mm-hmm. You have the right to bear arms. It shall not be infringed. Yep. What does infringed mean? Fringe means anything to impede any, any, any way anything, for you to be able any, to own your any, weapon. Any shape, form, or or way that it affects you owning to bear arms to bear an arm. Yeah. yeah right. Yep. So. So let's get into some statistics, shall we? Let's do it. All right. I don't have a link for this one. This one I'm just going to go through. These are some some stuff that I've pulled from the CDC, um, from the uh, the NFA, from the ATF, uh, from um, the DOJ. Yeah. yeah. All rep- reputable uh, sources. Sure. So uh, <laughs> the first statistic I'd like to say is that there are an estimated 393 million guns in the United States. Okay. I wish there was more. <laughs> At least double. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, does that break, does it break it down between rifles, shotguns, or is it just a aggregate? It, it, it breaks it down on civilian, military, and law enforcement. Okay. The vast majority, I think it's like 98% is civilian. Civilian. Course, right. Okay. Um, only 32% of Americans say they own a firearm. I didn't know that. What was the percentage? 32% of Americans. Wow. But here's the caveat. Only 32% of Americans say they own a firearm. <laughs> <laughs> the smart ones are going to be like, do Don't I? be suspicious. <laughs> Don't be suspicious. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. You know? Uh, Lost yeah. that in the boating accident. Well, here's another Here's another thing too, right? So I, I lived in the state of Virginia, right? And in Virginia, um, you can open carry. Okay. Okay. You can open carry in any any constitutional state. You can open carry and can still carry, right? Mm-hmm. But in Virginia, I think it's you can open carry and you don't have to have a license on. Correct. It, right? So you yes. just have to be a Virginia resident and you can open carry. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not against that at all. However, I ca- I always caution people. I'm like, why would you want to advertise to people that you have that? Yeah. You know, I understand that you can. No problem. Okay. But just be careful with that. Why you, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you're walking around with a backpack with a million dollars in it, you know, and you have this big sign that says my backpack has a million dollars in it. <laughs> like Mike <Right>. Tyson. <laughs> or, no. Uh, uh, what's that other guy's name? Uh, he's the he's the the one that beat uh, Conor McGregor. Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't remember. That's right. We're not sports guys. We're not. We're, <laughs> I know Conor Money McGregor. May, Money Mayweather. Money Mayweather. <laughs> okay. So he literally carries like a bag around of like a million dollars. million dollars, right? yeah. But the thing is, is like he can kick your ass. So yeah. what are you going to do? You're going to take it from him, you know? <laughs> Uh, unless you have a gun. Unless you have a gun. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you can't beat a gun. <laughs> so, but anyway, yeah, only 32% of Americans say they own a firearm. So, uh, the the focus is always on, like, deaths, right? So, right. the CDC says that 45,222 deaths per year, of which 54%. Oh, okay, so the CDC says that there's 45,222 deaths per year caused by homicides with a firearm, okay? How much of that would you say is suicide? On the low end. On the low end. On the low end? On the low end. 75. It's 54%. A little below oh, that. wow. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So the CDC, uh, and they say it's 54%. It's, oh, it fluctuates anywhere from 65 to 54%. Okay. It's, there's this big number in there, right? Because whether or not the person actually died because of the gun or whatnot. But anyway, so we'll go with 54%, which comes out to 24,292. So if you take away the 24,292 people who committed suicide out of the 45,222, that leaves 19,384 people who killed somebody else with a gun. Wow. Okay. 
There are 533 deaths that are unintentional. There are 611 deaths from law enforcement. There are 400 deaths that are undetermined. I don't know what that means. Uh, I, I, I think that would go with unintentional, but hey. Um, and since we talk about the suicide part, a lot of people have been bringing up, you go to like Vox, they have this whole thing on gun statistics and mm -hmm. there's another one I think what the Vox did and they really harp on suicide rates, right? right? And they try to put this into, you know, the U.S. has a suicide problem. The U.S. does not have a suicide problem. Um, it does not have an abnormally high suicide rate. In fact, the average suicide rates worldwide, uh, I'm going to go through the list here of the top 25. See countries. If the, see if the, yeah, countries. See okay. if the United States is in the top 25. You want to take a bet whether they are? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number one, Ghana. Number two, South Korea. <laughs> you would think that would be number one. <laughs> Sri Lanka. Lithuania, Suriname, Mozambique, Tanzania, Nepal, Kazakhstan, Burundi, India, South Sudan, Turkmenistan, Russia. I think that's going up. <laughs> Uganda, Hungary, Japan, Belarus, Zimbabwe, Bataan, Sudan, Comoros, Ukraine, Poland, Equatorial Guinea. The United States is not on that list. Wow. That, that was the top what? That's top 25. Top 25. Yep. Uh, the United States, I think, is 28th or something like that. So Yeah, but still, I mean. Well, what they try to do is I sit there and they go, well, let's just go to industrial nations or, you know. Uh, well, first world. First world. First nation. world. Yeah, and it's yeah. like. I mean, we're, we're like we're like picking, um, what is it, like nitpicking. You're cherry picking. You're, you're cherry picking at exactly. that point. Yeah. yeah. So you're sitting there saying you're, you're not going to say that Russia, uh, Japan, these are not, you know, major nations. Of course yeah. they are. Of course they are. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. Um, another statistics, 95% of defensive gun uses involve merely brandishing a gun and less than 1% involve the attacker being killed or wounded. So there's actually a video you can find it online. It's in France, not in the United States. Um, this guy's walking with a group of people and somehow he has a carrying concealed, whether legal or not, he had it right. Mm. So he has this concealed weapon. He's being, he's being, uh, chased by this group of, of men. Uh, I want to say. I don't want to get incorrect where they're from. So I don't know where they're from, but they're not from France. Okay. Mm -hmm. They're not French in any way. They're from the part of the no go zones, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, so they're, they're chasing this group, throwing rocks at them, calling them names, all this stuff. Well, they were about to attack. Like, okay. On it, physically, they're about to attack this group of people. So the guy held off though. So the guy, he actually, the, as the group is walking away, he's facing them and we're kind of walking backwards, you know, just kind of break, you know, watching with her, do, doing exactly what you should be doing yeah. with somebody who's in his position. Trying to retreat, right? you know. And right. And keep them back. He's mm -hmm. got his hands up. And then the, when they come to attack, he lifts up his shirt. Right. And they see the gun. Mm -hmm. They stop. Right. Right. Immediately. Yeah. I mean, as, as anybody probably they would. didn't have a gun. Yeah. Right. Now, someone might say is like, well, what if they had a gun? Well, that's 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 the question, right? Who's who's, who's going to be better at using that gun, right? Mm -hmm. Who's better trained at it? Who's going to be willing to use it? Okay. Yeah, but, I mean, well, even even if the other party had a gun, it's like, it's like, what is it worth to that to that individual that has a gun? Is it is it worth like attacking those people, sure, or sure. is it not? Right? Well, is it just, worth your life? Let's just say, let's just say it's a standard Glock, right? Seventeen rounds. He's got it looked like Glocks. Let's say he had a Glock sent at seventeen round magazine. There's three attackers. No doubt he'd be able to handle all three of them, even if they had a gun. Yep. How far were they? Uh, probably 10, 15 feet. 10 feet. Oh, okay, so it's definitely within easy, oh, easy absolutely. range. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a little, you know, pistols, it's hard once you get to like 25 yards, yeah. but 10, 15 feet, you got it. Yeah. You know, 
Um, but yeah, and if they had a gun, well, guess what? The, 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 the playing field is still leveled. Whether there's three, four, or five of them, it's one of him with 17 rounds, he's good to go. Yeah, I mean, 99.9% of the people who encounter a situation like that's like, they're not going to risk their life for that, man. They'll, they'll turn and, sure. you know, flee. So. Yeah, and just statistics-wise, most gunfights happen within 10 feet anyway. Yeah. So, so uh, let's see. Uh, there, uh, you, You've heard of this, right? The gun show loophole? Gun show. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So Absolutely. there is no gun show loophole. The DOJ says that less than 1% of criminals obtain a gun this way. I mean, so the gun show loopholes for, for people who don't know, right? So you can go to a store and buy a gun, right? Mm. You go through the background check. I think it takes like three, week, three minutes. No, not even that. Well, I mean, some for them to do your background check, it's like three, it's like three minutes, right? Okay. And they freak out about that. They're like, oh, it's three minutes. I'm like, yeah, but I could pull up my son, my, my phone and say, Hey Siri, you know, what's the statistic on this? And it gives me in three. That's the kind of information yeah. world we live in now. It can come back really quick. Yeah. The Nix is fast. It's, 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 it's really quick. It's going to go through. All it's doing is it's checking to see if there's any criminal history. Any record. felonies yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. You know? So anyway, yeah. So uh, the gun show loophole, what it is, what people think is that, okay, you can, instead of going to a store to buy a gun, they have these gun shows. You see these advertisements for them all the time. And it's just, it's just a bunch of gun dealers, uh, collectors. They come into this one area and they show off the guns and they, they sell guns there. Now, here's the thing. If you have an FFL, right, you cannot, you cannot just sell your gun without doing a background check. Right. It's prohibited for you to do that. Mm-hmm. You have to protect that FFL. That is, oh, that is for you to be able to have business to be able to sell firearms. You have to have an FFL. So what they think is like, oh, I can just go to a gun show and I can just buy a gun from somebody without them doing a background check. Incorrect. Now, can you go out to the parking lot and find a private citizen who has some guns and maybe he wants to sell the guns? Yeah, but you know what? You can do that anywhere. You don't have to do that at a gun show. Yeah. And, and I've been to a lot of gun shows. I've never seen anybody selling their guns out of the, out of the trunk of their car. Yeah, no, no. Okay. Now, that's just me, but you know, I know other people that are going to gun shows as well. And most of my friends who own guns, you know, They've never seen anybody selling guns out of the trunk of their car or in these shady areas or anything like that. But when you go to the, to, to the gun show, you have to do uh, a background check. Mm-hmm. And they've seen these videos, too, which are actually pretty funny, where the, you had, like, these reporters that sit there and said, oh, I'm going to go do the gun show, lo- gun show loophole, and I'm going to get a gun. <laughs> and they go to this guy, and he's just like, he's like, yeah, I want to buy this gun. And the guy's like, okay, well, he's like, you got to fill out this form right here. And he's all like, he's like no, I just, I, I just want to buy it. And he's like, he's like no, he's like, yeah, we have to do a background check. You have to fill this out. And he's like, but it's a gun show. And he's like. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> the guy's just looking at him like, I know what you're trying to do. Like, well, there's no camera. Like, like the, the guy. No, but I'm sure they, I'm sure they encountered the situation sure. all the time. And they're just like, oh, no, another one. Right. Yeah. Like, it's just like, like no, no, you got to fill this out. Like, this is yeah. the way it is. Steven Crowder tried to do that before he was well known. Right. Yeah. Steven Crowder would go into these gun, sh- uh, uh, gun stores and try to get into, and he'd try to be sneaky about it too. And they're like, you know, Hey, he's like, could you do this? You know, kind of just pay cash. And they're just like, like, yeah, you can pay cash. You still got to fill out this form right here. We're going to do a background <laughs> check. I also remember this, um, this news, a, a news, a, um, anchor in California. She tried, um, she was like, ah, oh, we're going to go see how easy it is to buy a gun in California, in California, mind you. And so they went to the store and like, when, by, by the time they came out, they're like, this is ridiculous how hard it is to get a weapon in California. Yeah. They're like, but they went in thinking that it was going to be super easy. They're going to show like their viewers how easy it is and like, you know, rag about about the yeah, whole process. Yeah, and yeah. then they're just like, holy crap, this takes forever. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> then you sit there and you play the music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there is no gun show loophole. Less than 1% of criminals attain a gun this way. Most criminals get their guns 
on the black market illegally. <laughs> <laughs> Only ten percent of criminals actually get their guns legally. Do you know that? Yeah. Anyway, so the next one is uh, if you were a betting man, knowing what you know, would you think that more people are killed with pistols or rifles? Oh, wait, wait. Well, let me say this. You already know the answer. I know you do. So what do you think the average person on the street thinks? That more people are killed by rifles or by pistols? I would say the average person thinks rifles. You would be correct. However, that is incorrect, right? More deaths are from pistols. 59% of all gun deaths are from pistols. In what fashion? Doesn't matter. I'm just saying. It's Overall. Just, just death, right? 59% of all gun deaths are from pistols. Do you want to know? Do you want to take a shot at how many people are killed by rifles? Like a percentage-wise, not a number-wise, just percentage. 4%. Oh, you're so close. 3%. Oh, <laughs> dang it. I was, go- I was going to be like either 2 or 4. So. 3%. 3%. This is from the CDC. Okay. Wow. You can go pull these stats up. You can Google it. <laughs> Google it. All right. Uh, this is this was interesting, but I, I kind of knew this happened. So in 2020, uh, permitted concealed carry among black Americans grew by 135.7% faster than whites. Wow. Wait, what year? 2020. Wow. I mean, let's be real here. We all know why. So where's, where does most crime occur? Inner cities. Inner cities. Right? Yep. And most inner cities are very anti-gun. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. They have some of the toughest gun control laws. Mm-hmm. Yet they seem to have this weird issue with all this gun violence. <laughs> How can a place that is so <laughs> constrictive with guns have so much violence with guns? Well, I think it's like um, Chicago at one point in time had more murders. Chirac. Yeah, Chirac <laughs> had more murders than freaking Iraq. Yeah. combined <laughs> yeah 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 and uh, yeah uh, but the thing is is like you know when you see when you see riots going on in inner cities yep. when you see people getting shot up when you see gang violence that's going on you know and, and keep this in mind too that that the 80 percent of homicides that, that occur actual homicides with guns right 80 percent of those are are somehow intertwined with drugs mm-hmm. right whether it's or a form of crime or, or yeah whatever yeah yeah, yeah. okay um, so yeah, that, well, actually that, that was my next six. So 80% of homicide gun deaths are drug related. That's 15,507. Okay. So out of the 45,000, so we, we've reduced all those numbers down we said that you have suicide rate, you take out the suicide rate. Now you take out the homicide rate, the 15,507. This leaves you with only 5,421 of the 4,400 or 45,222, right? 5,421 people killed by guns. That doesn't have anything to do with homicide. Doesn't have anything to do with people uh, 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 committing suicide, mm-hmm. right? So this is more into the law enforcement side and whatnot. So of course, then you know people sit there and say, "Oh, well, this just proves our point that cops are killing people like crazy." But this is does this also um, also take into account like accidental discharges? Yeah, because remember, you go back to the statistics where I said that uh, five hundred thirty-three deaths are unintentional. Unintentional. Okay. Right. Okay. So when we get to the law enforcement, right, it's only 611 people are killed nationwide by law enforcement. Do you know how many law enforcement interactions there are with people every year? Have you ever heard this number? No, but it must be massive. It's, I think it's like, um, I think I'm lowballing this. It's like 3 million. I think it's way higher than that, but I'm just, I, I'm just talking yeah. about it. I think it's like 3 million interactions cops have, you know, with each Nationwide. Person. And if out of all of those, there's only 611 deaths by law enforcement. <laughs> What's the percent? You're talking about 0. 0.00000028%, right? Right. And, and I'm, I'm pretty sure even that's high. It's probably lower than that. Okay. 
we can do this right now. How about let's this? Let's Google it. Yeah. Let's, well, no, I'm just going to pull my calculator, right? Okay. So if you sit there and you say, you know, um, 3 million, let's just say 3 million. I think it's wrong though. 3 million divided by 611. Four thousand nine hundred nine. That's number. That's not right. Are you googling the number? No, I'm not. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's from what I remember from googling it, it's like point two point zero 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 two eight percent. Um, and that's a pretty low number. Um, in fact, you know, cause they always bring up the statistic too, that, uh, cops are out there trying to kill black people. Right. Mm-hmm. They run around and gunning down black people. Right. Well, when it comes, when they actually pulled the statistic, they said that a cop is 12.5 times more percent, 12.5 times more likely to be killed by, uh, someone with a gun than a cop is to kill an unarmed black man. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, when, when you're talking about like total numbers, you know, they never, you know, people that are against guns, they never break down the numbers that way. Right. They're always just taking into account like the, the whole totality, totality. Well, they'll, they'll cherry pick statistics. Yeah, they'll, absolutely. They'll, they'll do kind of like the whole global warming thing, the hockey stick. They'll sit there and cherry pick their data. So that way, you know, whatever conforms to their ideal, that's what they're going to sit there and show. As they're putting offers in for a beachfront property. <laughs> so yeah, something I was, I was interested in, I, I pulled up, um, on Wikipedia, of all places, uh, the total number of vehicle deaths per year. Oh wait, I'm getting into that. Oh, you are okay. So I, I won't, I won't, I won't share that. <laughs> all right, all right. So uh, uh, when we get into gun homicides by country, you always hear all the time the United States is number one gun homicide mm-hmm. country in the world, right? More deaths here in the United States by guns, right? Well, we are also a, a an extremely large country, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Population wise, but if you sit there and you do it by capita. United States is only 28th in the world. 28. 28th for gun homicides. Wow. Total, total, total homicides. Yep. 28. 28th in the world. Uh, let's see. Firearm related homicides in the U.S. have decreased by 38% since 1993. 38%? 38% since 1993. Um, one to 3% of felons obtained a gun legally. I told you about that earlier, right? So. That, that's an extremely low number. Uh, less than 1% of legal gun owner, owners commit a crime. I forget what judge I heard. She's from New York. This is judge in New York. And they are asking her about, you know, all the cases she's tried. You know, uh, how many of them did she ever try where a legal gun owner committed a crime, right? They had a, they had a completely right to own the gun and they committed mm-hmm. a crime with that. And she said it was one out of 28 years of being a judge in New York. In New York. One. Wow. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, the reporter's like, what? <laughs> and the judge's like, no, just one. One. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's see. Cities and states with the strictest gun laws have the highest homicide rates. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Can you because, imagine? Because guess what? You know, we, we hear about school shootings, right? Right. The mass shootings, right? The school shootings. Terrible things to happen. Absolutely god awful. Okay. But why do the go, why do the why do these people go there? Why do these monsters go there? Because they know there's not gonna be any They're vulnerable. Whatsoever. Yeah. There's not gonna be anybody with there with a gun. Yep. As we saw in Florida, the one resource resource officer that had a gun ran away, right? Mm-hmm. Which I mean you can't blame them, but at the same time it's like They're I kids, mean, man. Yeah. 
That's it's like what what are you gonna do, right? Yeah, you go in there, you do the best that you can, and leave the rest to God, man. You know what I mean? But yeah, so yeah, I mean the the nonsense gun laws, like in New York, I know it's right now. It's there's like they're pending a Supreme Court case on that, Uh on on being able to carry uh, weapons in New York. Um, I mean, California as well. I mean, what's what's that uh, quote? An armed society is a polite society. Yeah. And it's true, man. Can you imagine if everybody was armed or if, like, let's say the majority of the population was armed? Let's say 80% of the population was armed. Yeah. Do you think people would, or, like, criminals would think twice or more heavily, you know, or more ponder more well, thoughtfully on, on on committing a crime for against an individual if they knew most people were armed, I think so, man. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, there's a county in Georgia. I forget what the name of the county is where they actually passed a law saying that yeah. everybody has to own a, own a firearm. And I think like they're... The crime plummeted. Yeah, I just went through the... Yeah, like... <laughs> all, their, all the criminals relocated. Yeah. Well, so in, in, in the UK, they have hot burglaries, right? Yeah. They do it when the people are home. Yeah. Well, what happens then, right? Then you have, you have extreme violence because not only is the person home... Now, if let's just say it's a woman, they can be raped, they can be abused, they can yep. you know, be you know beat up, whatever it may be. Some people get taken, kidnapped, whatever it is, you know, and so they're not worried because they know this person at home doesn't have a gun. Well, I mean, in the UK, I think they they banned carrying like even knives. Not well now they have, yeah, right? Like, like it's like insane. <laughs> you, you can't protect yourself whatsoever, man. Yeah, even the police, uh, even the police don't have weapons. You have to be like a certain police officer to well, carry. Remember weapon. that DOJ statistics where, where we talked about? They said that you know when they when the uh, um, uh, the Firearms Act was removed. The mm-hmm. uh, um, I got it right in front of me too. Hold on. Um, when the where's it at? Oh, forget it. <laughs> the firearms act was removed. What the uh, like <laughs> that, percentages oh, went yeah. down? Yeah. So so yeah, the 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 percentages went down, and uh, they said, of course, you know, it didn't have any any effect whatsoever. Well, they're also seeing in areas where they have these high. Uh, like gun buyback programs and whatnot, say like Australia. Mm-hmm. Well, they're still seeing the same homicide rates. Where did these people get these guns from? Yep, it's so weird. I thought they turned them in. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't understand the thinking, man. Because if you, if you, if you saw the news like a month ago, like all these leftists and stuff were cheering for like uh, <laughs> Ukraine and like all them like passing out all these guns and stuff. It's like, uh, and then you like look back on you're like. But a month ago, you guys were cheering for like yeah, the yeah, citizen, yeah, everyday yeah, citizens yeah. having guns. Yep, yep. I'm like, what? What? Read, read what, my mind, man, because I was I had that like, in what, here. What, what's what's the freaking <laughs> shift here, man? Like, yeah. So, uh, well, uh, you know, let's just keep going with this too. So, point three percent, point three six percent of homicides by uh, unserialized firearms since 2016. So. Getting back to the beginning of this whole thing with Biden, mm-hmm. where we're talking about we're going to go after these gun, these ghost guns and these unserialized guns, and we want everything to be serialized. Point three percent, point three six percent of of homicides are by unserialized firearms across the nation since 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what people don't know is that criminals actually file out the the serial numbers on weapons. Point three six percent. It's not even a half a percent. <laughs> You're, 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 you're tipping at windmills here, man. Yeah. There's nothing, there, there's nothing going on here. Right. I'm going to get to this in a minute. Why, why this is happening now. So, uh, do you know the top 10 States in 2020, the strictest gun laws? Yeah, I think I can guess them. Let's see. Uh, number one, New York. Nope. But it's on there. New Jersey. It's on there. Maryland. It's on there. DC. It's on there. California. It's on there. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Oh, Illinois, obviously. It's on there. <laughs> <laughs> Ten, huh? Now we're getting into like the middle ground. Um, uh, ooh, doo, doo, doo. couple of rare ones. A couple of rare ones. Oh, Hawaii. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, let's see. Might be a little bit bigger than Hawaii. Puerto Rico. Nope. Not a state. Oh, it has to be a state. Yeah. Mm. All right. Rhode I Island. I, oh, Rhode Island. I don't even think about that. And Connecticut. Connecticut. Connecticut, yeah. So, okay, number one is California. Number two is New Jersey. Number three is Connecticut. Number three is New York. Number four is Hawaii. Number five is Maryland. Number six is Massachusetts. Seven, Illinois. Eight, Rhode Island. And nine, D.C. Well, actually, it's not ten. It's nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Hey, I, I did pretty good. I did pretty good. Yeah, no, you did good. All right, so California. Um, in 2020, do you want to know how many gun deaths there were in California? With the strictest gun laws in the country. I would say around 2,000. Oh, you're on 1,600. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> Where did these people get the guns? I don't know, well, man. Didn't they see the law that says you can't commit a crime with a gun? <laughs> <laughs> did they not read the bill? Did they not know that you have to get a background check? <laughs> <laughs> well, guess what? Criminals don't care about the law. Oh, man. <laughs> they don't care. You can pass all the laws you want all day and night. Illinois is having the same problem. Chicago, right? Chirac, like we just talked yep. about, right? All the gun deaths that are going on. And it's mostly little kids. You get, not mostly. There's a lot of little kids that are out there that are being, being killed, right? A lot of mm-hmm. it's gang violence. Yep. Uh, a lot and, of it's collateral damage, obviously. From well, and, and did you see, what's her name? Uh, the Attorney General's uh, Fox or whatever. She's just like, oh, well, you know, there's like this big gang shootout and we're just not going to prosecute him. Because, and, oh, in Illinois? Yeah, it was in Chicago. They had this big gang oh, shootout. Right. It was these two rival gangs. Oh, there was yeah, actually no, no. some kids that were killed. <laughs> and then, They were dueling, right? There was something like that. That's what they said. They were fighting. Yeah. You know, it, was, it was a gun. It was a, it was a gang war, right? Yeah. And so, uh, I forget her first name, but uh, her last name's Fox, right? She's the Attorney General for the state of Illinois. I'm not going to prosecute these. Wow. Why? Because they're black? Right. It's all optics right now, man. Yeah. I don't understand. I, I really don't how how that, that mayor, that um, the governor and the mayor and the attorney general in, in Chicago are like just able to operate like this, man. It's like they, they're just cherry picking who they prosecute. And it's like, no, they commit a crime. Like, let's go after them, right? Yeah. Doesn't matter the color of their skin. Doesn't matter whether oh, they're men or women. They said there was mutual combat. That's what they said. Two yeah, huge, yeah, yeah, two, yeah. two gangs. Oh, there was mutual combat. It's like, well, th- we're going to use that excuse from now on for everything. Yeah, but some mutual kid, kids combat. were shot. I'm yeah. pretty, I think they were killed, but we're not going to prosecute this. What do you What do you think those parents think, man? Yeah, man. You know, absolutely. I mean, well, that's why you're seeing the the shift in de- in, in political affiliation, right? Because it's just like these people are seeing that, like the the system is doing nothing for them, mm-hmm. right? And these these neocons are just you know just. They don't care about it, man. All they care about is, about is about the bottom dollar, man. This is not about guns. Right. It's about control. Well, here's the big thing, right? So this is always what's glossed over by the media. The media loves, you know, obviously if it bleeds, it leads, right? Yep. All day, every day, you go on MSNBC, you can go on CNN, you can go on ABC, you can go on all of these, even Fox, you can go on there where they talk about all of these shootings, you mm-hmm. know, whatever it may be. It talks about it all the time, right? And, but the thing is they rarely, if ever, except for maybe Fox, We'll talk about the times that a gun has been used in a defensive manner. Right? Oh yeah, the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, right, was was uh, touted was pushed out by Obama to do a a research onto what what percentage of people or how many people you know do do guns help right, right. And, and it also showed you know what they hurt. So this is where a lot of information comes from. 
The CDC found that guns save at a minimum 500,000 to 3 million lives every year. Man, that is, uh, that's, that's shocking. To put that into perspective, 662 people die each year by hands and feet versus 455 people who are killed by rifles. Remember, we talked about that number earlier, mm-hmm. okay? So more people are killed by being punched and kicked than are killed by rifles, all right? Uh, 1,739 people are killed by knives or other cutting instruments. 3,960 fatal drownings each year. We'll get back to what you're talking about. Yep. Right. Um, 60,000 people pre-COVID killed by the flu. 102,188 people die from diabetes. 134,242 die from Alzheimer's. 152,657 die from chronic lower respiratory disease. You want to guess what the rest of these are? They're all diseases. 160,000 stroke, 200,000, almost 201,000 accidents from unintentional injuries, um, 602,000 from cancer, 696,000 from heart disease. Smoking? (laughs) So it's like there are far worse things in this world that you need to worry about than being shot by or being killed by somebody with a gun. Okay. Mm -hmm. Where, where this is going to be a concern is if you live in a high-risk area, you're a high-risk person who doesn't follow the law or lives in an area where people don't follow the law, then there's a high likely possibility you're going to be shot. Yes, absolutely. Now, no, that's the case you should be carrying. <laughs> now, I wanted to bring this one up too. So, you know, you, you talked about the pool thing, but they also car deaths. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I think the United States, I think maybe it's China now, but the United States had more cars than anybody else in the world, right? If I, if I remember correctly. I think China and India maybe. India, I think, is 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 overall. Okay. Either, the, either the way, number, either way. One, yeah. Per capita, like, I mean, what? It's like two cars per person. Two cars almost? per person. It's, it's something insane, like that. yeah. So yeah. there's 38,680 deaths from car accidents in 2020. That's from the United States Department of Transportation, okay? Three, what was that number? 38,680 yeah. deaths from car accidents. Okay. So the NHTSA.gov talks about seatbelts and seatbelts save lives, right? So they say seatbelts are the single most effective safety technology in the history of the automobile. An NHTSA study of lives saved by vehicle technologies found that between 1960 and 2012, seatbelts saved more than 329,715 to be exact. Then all of the vehicle technologies combined, including airbags, energy absorbing steering wheel assemblies, and electronic stability control. Of the safety choices drivers and passengers can make is to buckle up. Many Americans understand the life-saving value of the seatbelt. The national use rate was at 90.4% in 2021. Seatbelts used in passenger vehicles saved an estimated 14,955 lives in 2017. Understand the potential fatal consequences of not wearing a seatbelt and learn what you can do to make sure you and your family are properly buckled up every time. Now, let's take that last paragraph. Let's take out some of those keywords. And let's replace them <laughs> with guns. <laughs> One of the safety choices citizens can make is to be armed. Many Americans understand that life-saving value of firearms. 32% of Americans say they own a firearm in 2021. Guns used in defense saved an estimate 500,000 to 3 million lives in 2019, according to the CDC study. Understand the potentially fatal consequences of not carrying a firearm and learn what you can do to make you and your family, uh, to make you and your family are properly armed every time. Hmm. Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) Now, if you're somebody out there and you're just like, you know, I just don't want a gun. Don't get a gun. Yep. 
You shouldn't get a gun. Yeah, because you're not going to put in the work to to learn and master that weapon. Yeah, you should yep. stay away from it. If you have a gun, be responsible with it. Does that mean that you there you needs to be laws passed to where you need to take classes? No, it's, the Constitution does not say that. Okay, but if you don't like guns, stay away from them. I highly recommend that if you are questionable about guns, go to a range and shoot, learn. Mm-hmm. You know, because the more you know, the more informed you become. You can make a better decision. Right? It's hard to make a decision about something that you've never done before. Yeah, the easiest way to get over a fear of something is to actually, you know, confront it and, and learn about it, be knowledgeable about it. I will never go skydiving. I know you've been skydiving, but I know I have. There's a 50 50 chance <laughs> that <laughs> that shoot is not going to open. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be that what? That would be that 50 percent. I could be completely informed if I ever go skydiving, but guess what? I'm not going to do it. Maybe I might go with my guns and <laughs> I'm going to slip you a roofie one day. And you're just going to wake up in the plane strapped to me. We're just going to we're just going to jump. All right. <laughs> I'll wake you up right before it. So I want, I want to get to this last closing part of this because we've been taking up a lot of time on the guns, but I think it's important that you guys understand this, okay? You can find all this information online. Google it. Yep. It's super easy. Google, Bing, whatever, right? But I Googled it, and we all these All these articles can be, can be re- referenced down below. Easily, easily. Okay, so what I want to get to is the government seems to be making all these rules, whether it's state or local, on, you know, whether, how you can carry a firearm, when it can be used, if you can make them, this and that, blah, 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 right? Well, it always seems to be that the government seems to be more of the problem than anything else, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's not forget that Biden, who is talking about, let me, I'm sorry, this administration that is talking about, you know, going after these ghost guns, left over 7,000 weapons in Afghanistan. It's like $3 billion, $3 billion worth of uh, weaponry. Yeah. If you remember correctly, there was a little thing called Fast and Furious <laughs> that Amazing. involved the ATF. Over 2,000 weapons were involved in that. They only tracked down like 200 of them. And a Border Patrol agent was killed. Right? Um, 500 sniper rifles, 100 RPG launchers with 300 rounds, and approximately 400 howitzers were part of the whole Benghazi weapons trafficking. Howitzers? Howitzers. Holy crap. That is a weapon of mass destruction. That absolutely is. <laughs> Can you imagine somebody just has it on the roof? Right. But if you ever, okay, so, you know, if we don't know what we're talking about Benghazi, go watch 13 Hours. Mm-hmm. Okay. 13 Hours goes into this whole thing about, you know, um, um, there was um, there was an ambassador and he had this small group of people and you had these, which they're now ISIS, but at the time, you know, there were, there were these, uh, you know, Different, different factions. Re- revolutionaries, we'll sure. say that, or something like right. that. Yeah, yeah. And um, they basically started attacking our, our embassy, okay? And this happened during what time? I think it was the commemoration of 9-11. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And, it, and to be clear, the we actually didn't have an embassy in Benghazi. It was actually a diplomatic outpost because right. it wasn't as important enough. But we did have an actual ambassador um, yep. that was there and was tra- actually was trying true. to do a good job. Like, actually, you know, was one of the believers. Yep. Um, there, there is question into, cause they've been doing a lot of research that the whole purpose of the, all of that going on, which, uh, killer Clinton wants you to believe that it was a YouTube video, mm-hmm. right? She, she told that to the people whose children were there that were killed yeah. and try to sit there and say, Oh, this is, this is the res- re- result of a YouTube video. This is the reason why these people did this in Benghazi has absolutely furthest from the truth. In fact, 
the investigations show that it was the U.S. government with Hillary Clinton at the head of the U.S. Department of State that was trying to track down these guns that they had been all these all these the howitzers, the RPGs, the the sniper rifles, and many other guns. They were trying to track these down because they were responsible for these guns getting in the hands of these people. Mm-hmm. This was their fault. Okay, and this isn't the first time it's happened. I mean, we we supplied the contrast down in um, Colombia and things like that too before during the the seventies and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So. So here's another one. Over 100 law enforcement agencies from 2008 to 2007 reported to have lost 1,781 guns. Damn. <laughs> Damn, dude. Uh, but your tax, do- your tax dollars at work, ladies and gentlemen. But remember, the government wants to tell you what you can and can't do with a gun, right? It wants to try to, to violate your constitutional right. It wants to try to supersede your rights. The administrations, both Republican and Democrat, try to pass these executive orders that try to mm-hmm. limit your ability to own guns or whatever it may be. And the most recent thing that we saw, which you said, Ukraine and Russia. Ukraine said, hey, you know what? we got to defend this country. Come get your AKs. Let's do this. And what did we see the left doing? Cheering for it, man. Oh, absolutely. They're like, give those babushkas the freaking yeah. AK-47s, man. But, but what have gun right advocates been saying, Second Amendment advocates been saying in this country the entire time? That is what guns are for. Yep. Guns are not for hunting. It is for tyranny. It is to put you on an equal footing with anything. Foreign and domestic. So if right? you, if that's, you, that's the whole point. Yeah, so if you were if you were someone you were asking me to sit there and say, well, you know, are you a Second Amendment absolute, absolutist? I would say, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Constitution allows you to own a tank. You can go own a tank, mm-hmm. right? A person should be able to own an Abrams tank. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I doubt you're going to find many people that can afford a $100 million tank. <laughs> yeah, or like the rounds are like $20,000 a round, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, I want an F-22. You got $3 billion? Do you have the expertise to fly it? <laughs> <laughs> you know how expensive that fuel is? <laughs> yeah. Now, again, if you have the money to do it, you know, or the ability. But here's the thing, though, too. Somebody who has that kind of money, somebody who has the ability to do that, do you think they're really going to violate the law? They're going to risk their ability to, to lose that the right to do that because yes, you do have a right to keep and bear arms, but if you violate the law, you lose that right. Just like anything else, right? You become a felon, right? Which you should lose the right for that. Yeah. Okay. I mean the, the moment, the moment that guns are given up in the United States, the moment that the populace does that it's over, man. I mean, we, we've seen that over and over again in Australia. We've seen that in, in other countries. And the moment that weapons are the citizenry citizenry gives up their weapons and the right to defend themselves, even from their own government, from their own people, that's when you have no recourse, man. There's nothing you can do at that point unless you, you purchase a weapon on the black market, which, you know, then it's like the black market is incentivized to, you know, to operate that yeah. way. But Well, of course, you always there's, hear the, there's, it, That's the end of it, man. You, you always hear the platitudes, though. It can never happen here. It can never happen here. It can never happen. But it keeps happening here. You keep seeing it happen here. We saw it in Katrina yep. when they try to take back guns. You know, they were, they were taking people's guns. And then go, guess what happened? Roving gangs went around raping people and stealing from them. Yeah, trying to get water, trying to get all this other stuff. But at the same time, like, that is the power, right? Yeah. And, I mean, liberty and freedom is going to die with with uh, the ability to defend yourselves and your family. At the end of the day, like, weapons are for, for you and your family, right? Because I, I, I will decide how to defend my family and other people will decide how to defend their families. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. we're, we're heading in a dark in a dark, um, a dark direction, man. If if nothing changes, and you know nobody nobody opposes this, these, uh, it's not even a, it's not even a freaking presidential order, man. It's a directive, you know. And the ATF, man, they have zero, 
They have zero legal standing to to make any laws. Do they don't pass laws, well, you, right? You, but you, then they just declare that something's illegal and it's illegal. It's not that didn't go through Congress. That didn't happen. Uh, well, I, forget, I don't it, understand. It was just recently, and I forget what it was. But the ATF was was trying to overreach again, and even the FBI came in and slapped them down. I'm like, no, okay, for what? what I forget what it? they were trying to do. It was re, it was on Mr. Guns and Gear. He was talking about it. But basically, it was like, or no, uh, uh, GTC, and they were talking about the uh, the ATF was trying to pass some new regulation, and the, the FBI had to come in and sit there and go, no. No, you can't do that. You have no authority to do that, which they should. But again, the, yeah. F- the FBI is not a, a law issuing thing. They are an enforcer. Well, I think it was like pistol braces, right? It could have been, yeah. I think it was pistol because that's a lot. That's the latest one, I think, besides the um, the binary triggers. Yeah. So in closing, uh, I would like to quote our former vice president. Imagine had the tobacco industry been immune to prostitute being used. Come on. <laughs> All I got to say is this whole thing. They're dealing with guns is a complete distraction. Oh, absolutely. Because we, as I, I've, I've given you the statistics, I've given you the numbers. You can Google them, right? 0.36% of, of unregistered or unmarked guns have been used in crimes across the country since 2016. Mm-hmm. He's trying that this administration is trying to distract you from the failure, absolute failure of his administration, which we are seeing now with inflation, which is out of what? I believe eight, inflation just hit 8.5. Eight point, yeah, for anybody that doesn't know, inflation hits a hit a new 40-year high of 8.5. Yeah, so we were saying before the show, right? It's like, uh, you know, uh, people are expecting raises, you know, this and that. And I think the average raise is like 3.5% per year. Yeah. So if you just get the basic average rate of 3.5%, but inflation's 8.5%, you're, you're still losing money massively. I think they yeah. said that uh, this year with with inflation, when it was at like 7.5%, they said that you lost $5,000 for the year. Wow. So Just you had, from inflation. You had to budget in an extra $5,000 somewhere in your budget because you're losing it. So Yeah, I think they said that um, that every, the average household's uh, food bill increased by like, I think it was like $2,000. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yeah. Well, I mean, I... So where I'm out in West Virginia, it's like, you know, we've been pretty sheltered from a lot of the stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. we've been pretty good out there, but man, I've been going to Walmart and I've been seeing just basic things that that should be there that are just gone, man. Like you go to the, just the pasta aisle. Yeah. Pasta's always gone. Completely wiped out and they're just, it's not coming in. I'm, I'm a big, I like fizzy water, you know, (laughs) Topo Chico is my big thing. They never have, it's Coca-Cola makes Topo Chico. There's no Topo Chico, right? Mm. It's Coca-Cola. How do you not have Topo Chico, right? There's no Perrier. Well, it's yeah. because they have limited uh, resources to make their yeah. drinks. So they're trying to, they decide like, oh, we're going to make our signature ones and that's it. So. I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's crazy when you go to Walmart and you're seeing a lot of the stuff that's missing. Um, yeah. You're starting to see it. You're, you're going to see it. Um, you know, if you're not, if you're not studying up on what happened in the Great Depression, you need to. Because um, a, a lot of this wasted money, the frivolous spending that we all do, yeah, you you got to curb that, man. I mean, I bought a, I bought an Instapot, and I'm trying to figure out like all these new things that I can make with Instapot, which is like 90 percent rice. <laughs> oh yeah, my wife, my wife loves using that Instapot, man. You can make so much, so much food. Yeah, and it goes for days, right? For days, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can even go, you can even go bougie, get yourself some shrimp, and you still make <laughs> that thing last you for like a whole week, you know. But it's like, you know, cans of soup. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you want, you want, you want stuff that's high calorie, 
uh, you know, so you get like, say the can of soup, you know, the chunky can of soup or whatever it may be. It's like two bucks right now. My actually might be higher. I, don't know, I haven't been to Walmart lately or but. just stock man and just freeze it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but it's like, if you're going to buy the cans of soup, cause some people are just like, Oh, I'm just gonna go buy some cans of yep. soup. Be cautious with that. Well, one is like, look at how many, how many servings it is. And mm-hmm. then how, what's the calorie? Uh, yep. so I look for the ones that are like 340 calories or higher with two servings. Mm. Right. Per then, can. Yeah. So that 340 comes out to 680, you know, right, right. so doubling, you know, it's, and you need 2000 calories a day. Yeah. I mean, uh, food prep, I think is. You know, the, the culture for food prepping is, is on the rise, especially as people see, you know, their everyday things that they used to be able to get, you know, no problem now being more challenging and difficult at the grocery store. Yeah. And I mean, if you're not paying attention to this, I mean, we reiterate this all the time, but I mean, come, come this winter, I think into early spring next year, man, there's going to be nothing. Well, did you see that, that, that Biden is freaking out over, you know, or his administration is freaking out. I don't think he knows what's going on. Yeah, he's he's, he's checked out, man. Yeah, so it's, They probably pump him full of uh, adrenaline before any speech or something. Yeah, but I think I saw it on Tim Pool where they were talking about, I think it came from the Daily Wire originally, where they're looking at releasing the 15% ethanol gas during the summer, which they don't do because... No, they already, they're already starting it. Yeah, yeah they're already doing it. It's yeah. a higher polluting yep. fuel. Yeah, what about the what about your new green deal, man? Yeah. What about what about what about Obama's beachfront property, man? Yeah, what about what about Pelosi's? She just bought that. <laughs> Gosh, man. Yeah, I mean also uh what was it? The they're releasing uh from the strategic oil reserves every day, like a million barrels every day. I think there's only like five hundred and twenty million barrels in I know, man. Reserve, I don't so. understand what, what their thought is. It's like they're just they're just trying to use it all up before they're before um before Congress changes. But all, you know, and the Senate change and then they can't pass anything in OPEC just offsets it. Well, the thing is, oh yeah, OPEC said that they're not they're not increasing their supply anymore. They're they're gonna they're not. I think they're not taking like the. the I don't US think they'll do. Anymore. I don't think they'll do anything to help us. They'll. That's what, what I'm they'll, saying. What they'll do is they'll they'll offset that million by pumping out an extra million of their own, which negates that that hundred million barrel or that million barrels. It doesn't yeah. do anything. OPEC's just like screw you. You know, yeah, I mean, um, but well, what's another thing we're seeing right now that's starting to kick up in China? You're seeing this research into COVID in China. And yeah. Shanghai is like completely shut down. We we saw last week, we saw on maritime traffic, all these ships just completely anchored off the coast in Shanghai. Yeah. All of that stuff that's supposed to come in here to the U.S. Now there is about, I think it's like 100 to 150 ships that are just on their way to the U.S. right now, which the port of L.A. will not be able to handle <laughs> whatsoever. They're already like uh, 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 freight waves. Um, Sal from, um, is another YouTube video that I've talked about a couple of times, uh, what the ship. What the ship? Yeah, I think he said the port of LA right now. They're like, oh, we're we're only down to like thirty ships and waiting. He's like, that's still like, like one thousand four hundred percent over what they're normally used to handle. Used to handle. And now there's another hundred fifty ships coming, plus the ships that are still sitting off off of uh, Mexico. (laughs) Yeah, and guess what, man? Once once those hundred thirty ships get to the coast and they're just parked there, there ain't no more ships coming. Yeah. You know, that supply chain get, gets cut off right there and then, and that's it, man. Yep. You know, after that, there's, like, a huge gap until more ships start start moving until China opens up again. And, I mean, we're already seeing the shortages with grain from Ukraine and Russia. You know, China grows, what, most of the corn for the for the world, you know. Oh, that video. Have you seen that video, the, the Shanghai? Oh, man, that's that's depressing, man. So, for those of you guys who haven't seen it, and I think we actually have it pulled up here. We'll just we'll touch on it real quick, just uh because we wanted to touch on this uh, whole COVID thing again. And um, so this is from the Daily Caller. Um, for those people that have been uh, locked down in Shanghai, um, they you are... Hear, you won't be able to hear this because you have no access to... Yeah, but <laughs> I mean... Internet. Yeah, people... <laughs> 
yeah so these these uh these people have been they've been locked into their homes man and there's there's even worse like uh pictures that i've seen of of uh bags of cats that people that they they went around and and uh any anybody that was like with infected with covid they threw the cats in bags and they're just like dying on the curbs of the street man it's the saddest thing but here from the daily caller um it says control your soul's desire for freedom the videos emerging from shanghai's lockdown have george orwell rolling in his grave um so let's read a A video posted wednesday to twitter purpose purportedly shows a Chinese drone t- uh, telling residents to control their soul's desire for freedom and comply with lockdown restrictions as Shanghai residents are reportedly being starved out. The video posted by the economic senior China correspondent Alice Su and originally posted to the Chinese social media app Weibo re- purports to show a drone flying over homes in Shanghai saying, please comply with COVID restrictions, control your soul's desire for freedom. Do not open the window or sing according to Sue. Um, you guys can go ahead and, uh, and and look this up yourselves. I mean, it's pretty much everywhere that you can find it. Um, reports have emerged that people are fighting one another for basic necessities like blankets and food while being held at a quarantine center. Video shared by CNN's international correspondent Selena Wang showed. Um, Wang reportedly all reported all residents who test positive for the coronavirus, regardless of whether they are symptomatic or asymptomatic, must go to either a hospital or a quarantine facility. BBC Shanghai-based reporter Edward Lawrence shared pictures Monday on Twitter showing how difficult it is for residents to obtain food. Lawrence said he was given vegetables yesterday by government, but only enough for a couple days. So, yeah, man, this is scary, dude. I mean, these poor people are just getting their lives absolutely just ruined by their government, man. And I mean, it's all political play, obviously, but there's like videos of people riding in the streets, like a te- like um, mobbing grocery stores and just like with like sacks, like pillows, pillow sacks and like mm-hmm. bags. And they're just throwing any food that they can find in there. And other people are attacking them to get their sacks and food because the people are just starving in, in China, man. It's happening in, in Europe too. Yeah. Uh, I think Germany is just getting hit pretty hard by it. Now there's people that were just like, they, they went to the grocery store and they may have forgot something. They had to go back and 50% increase overnight, like just in prices. Well, it's, yeah, I mean, Germany, I mean, their, 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 their problems are just starting, man, with, with, um, the oil and gas supply from Russia being pretty much cut off from them and stuff like that. But it's, they're, they're going to the, get crazy there, man. But of all Europe, they're in the best position. Yeah. They're the best, they're the strongest economy so far. And, but they're getting crushed, but they're getting crushed. Can you imagine all the other countries there? I mean, exactly. well, it's like they say, you know, when the United States sneezes, the rest of the world has a cold. No, yeah. it's about to be worse than that. Yeah. And for and the reason we bring this up is because if you guys think that this COVID stuff is over here in the U.S., I mean, I think it's could be further from the truth. I think uh, I think it's going to be rolling back, man, because uh, we already seen in uh, Philadelphia, the city of Philadelphia has just reinstituted their indoor mask mandates. Yeah. Um, and I think it's all smokescreen. I think it's all political for the midterms. Um, oh, they're about to get wiped out. I mean, if you guys haven't seen the polling that is that is coming out right now about what is potentially about to happen in the midterm elections this year for Democrats. It's astronomically apocalyptic. I thought it was they, they, the, the Republicans could have a super majority by 2020. Um, what is it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, with, with the Democrat Mitch McConnell in there, he, he might walk. Cocaine Mitch, man. Freaking (laughs) a dude. No, but I, I, I've been, I'm not on TikTok, but Instagram and loves to post these, you know, TikTok things where, they go on the street, they talk to different people. So they've been talking to a lot of black folks out there saying, Hey, what, you know, what do you think about what's going on with Biden? And you see so much regret. All these people are like, man, he didn't, he's not doing anything. He promised 
uh, you need to bring Trump back because, you know, at least, <laughs> at least Trump know how to run a business, which means he could run a country. Yeah. You know, and it's like and they see that now. Right. It's like regardless of what you may have thought about Trump, at least he knew what he was doing mm-hmm. and he could have some clear thought. Man, did you see that? Um, I, th- I saw it on Instagram. Uh, Pete Buttigieg was on a podcast yeah. on um, and on Breakfast Club. Yeah, yeah, Breakfast Club. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, the the host is uh, African American. Yeah. And and he was shocked when they when they the told guy. him. He was shocked when they told him like that that everyday black people don't don't yeah. uh, they believe that uh, the administration has done hasn't mm-hmm. kept no promises for them. And he's like, really, really, yeah. He's like, well, if you really look at it, we just passed this uh, trillion dollar infrastructure deal and stuff. And he's like, he's like, that has done nothing for us. Yeah. None of the promises that you guys have given us have, have anything have passed, have passed nothing. And I mean, people are realizing, man, people are waking up. No, you just, they just, they just use the black community. Um, but here's the thing. It's like, don't, don't think that the Republicans couldn't do the same thing. Oh, absolutely. But the thing is you have to be cautious when it comes to politics. Don't get sucked into this. I'm going to vote for somebody because they're going to give me all of these things. Mm -hmm. Right. Don't do that. You have to look at it from, from the perspective, a logical perspective is, is what is best for this country? What is best for my community? Right. Mm -hmm. Not what can I get for free? What is this person going to, they're going to pay off my student loans. I have student loans. I have no expectation of the government paying them off because guess what? I earn those student loans. You think the you think the administration is going to forgive student loans right no, before absolutely. the midterms? There's, they have absolutely no cause recourse to do. What, what are they What are they going to gain from it? Yeah. You know, I, I I think that one of their strategies might be that they forgive student loans right before the midterms. They might do a little bit, like they might do, like I've heard they might do ten thousand dollars or something, something like that. that. But yeah. you know, I mean, th- that's not you know that 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 won't that won't appease the AOCs. Yeah. You know, the squad. That hell no. But um, I think they might do something, but they definitely won't. They won't give forgive student loans like they said they would, right? Mm. I mean, go back, watch all of them. They all talked about that they would forgive student loans. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, yeah, we just we wanted to bring this up just to keep you guys keep you guys eyes open and ears open about this stuff. I mean, COVID. Uh, what is it? Fauci said that uh, finally came out and said that uh, he believes that coronavirus will will be with us forever. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and that it's it, it's up to everybody's uh, personal choice, you know, how to deal with it now and, like, how to best protect themselves. And it's like, <laughs> well, then why are we still doing indoor mask mandates in freaking Philadelphia, Fauci's man? Fauci's like the Al Sharpton of COVID. Gosh, dude. <laughs> it's like, get out of here, man. Just leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, well, it, it, but the, he said it's going to be a part of everyday life. Okay. Good. We get it. We get it. Just like the flu, man. <laughs> leave us alone. Leave go us away. alone. Go away. <laughs> Oh, man. But anyways, we just want to thank everybody for joining us. I think we'll wrap it up today. And uh, we'll see about trying to get another video out this week. Um, Stay tuned. But in the meantime, make sure you guys subscribe, like, and share this video with all your friends and family. You can find us on here on YouTube as well as Rumble and on social media platforms like Instagram and, um, and Facebook. We'll see you guys next time.